Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I'm Eliana Palomino, a proud Greek American, former Miss Teen America, corporate sales leader turned entrepreneur, mother, and wife. And I believe that we are made for more. But without the right tools, mindset, or support system to help us grow, that potential never gets unleashed. And that, my friends, is a life unlived. This show is all about expanding your mindset, unlocking your potential, and learning from the best on how to elevate your life, business, and relationships. Set your intentions, and like we say in Greek, Bane, let's go. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast. We have a very special guest for you today, and we're covering all things spirituality, okay? Spirituality, how to attune to your authentic self, to know what that is, and to experience the liberation that comes with that so you can attract and magnetize the things that you want in your life at the frequency that you want to operate from. But we can't do that until we become our biggest advocates to understand what is our conditioning? How do we become aware of that? How do we start to dig deeper when things come up and ask ourselves the right questions? How do we know we're not spiritually bypassing and succumbing to what we refer to as toxic positivity in the episode? So joining me today, we have Gray Moosney. She is a certified Reiki master, emotional freedom technique practitioner, life coach, clinical hypnotherapist, a speaker, mentor, and fellow podcast host. She intersects science and spirituality and grounds restless souls to leaders, entrepreneurs, and healing their emotional blockages through trans modalities that have been suppressed for so long. She guides them to energetically align and move through fears and limiting beliefs to harmonize your mind, body, and spirit to feel fulfilled and grounded authentically to your core essence. This conversation was so empowering and I left with so many tools and tangible things that I can start to do and I've already begun that I know you're going to be inspired and empowered to do the same. And I encourage you to share this episode with a girlfriend that you know is on this path of personal development, is on the path of awakening, and wants more for herself as well. We're going to dive into this episode with Gray right now. Gray, welcome to the show. I am so honored to have you joining us today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here and so honored to be in this room with you. Yes. You know, it's one of those things where like, like attracts like, and just like magnets that are just drawn to each other. That's exactly how we connected and how it felt when we first met. I agree. I feel like it was so authentic and the way our conversation just flowed, I felt I was just in this generator inside me that I'm so excited to just express to you what this work is all about and the way you also received that and felt like you're resonating with what my work is. It really made me feel, wow, I am really divinely guided. I was divinely guided to connect with you. 100%. And I know that there's so many different things that you have learned and acquired along your way, but Mm -hmm. in a really highlighted um, version, right? Just give people an introduction of yourself. And I'd love to start off by sharing your journey of awakening because we all have that moment in time that takes place. 
Yeah, it all started when I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And this autoimmune disease was basically a spectrum where your body is fighting against you. And I was running 100 miles per hour per hour inside, while outside it looks like I'm normal. So that was, I, I would call it my spiritual bottom, where it was a start for me to really pay attention to myself deeply and not find ways to distract myself or avoid what I was actually feeling. So in that context, I was in nursing school for a while. And in nursing school, you're really on that game of you have to be a top performer, push and push, right? Expected to really do well and also um, not feel stress, but still like be okay and normalize stress. So suppressing that and growing up, you know, I was really the kid who loves to play sports and not really pay attention with what it feels like to connect with your emotion. So the household was really, you have to keep going and going and going and push and follow your dreams or just accomplish so many things and meet the expectations of the culture, your parents' ways, so you can be seen or you can be accepted or deemed to be worthy. That was the context that I was in. And with that being said, when I was diagnosed, I was in denial for five years. Because why me? I'm always playing sports. I'm always doing and doing. And that's the only thing that I know how. And and once I realized, you know what? I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up, meaning I'm going to surrender. I'm just going to let it go, all of this context in my head, because I feel like nothing is working. Nothing is working. All of the things that I've known, the old paradigm thinking, not working. Is that helping me heal? And in that state, I went through radiation therapy. That was 2017. And that radiation therapy really pushed me to give quality attention to myself. And I was already in this um, spiritual journey where I was diving deep into self-love, understanding what it means to love myself in an unconventional way. So 2017, my first year was how can I approach my life differently this time around? And what I learned from nursing school is that there is this holistic approach of healing. And holistic means you have to approach different areas of your life, which is mind, body, spirit, emotion, and of course, your wholeness, your wholeness, your entirety. So the first year I focused on my physical wellness. I couldn't even lift five pounds in the gym because I was so weak. Yeah. My body is basically, what is happening? You don't have thyroid that is functioning anymore. So my metabolism is basically out of control. My hormones out of control. Can you just imagine how much the desperate inside me, the desperate feeling of, I want to control my body. I want to bring it back. I want to feel connected with it. So that prompted me to really find ways. I don't want to depend on medication. I, I feel like there's got to be another way. And I asked my specialist and they said, no, you just have to take medication and you got to control everything in that way. And I'm like, no, there's got to be more into that. And yeah, exactly. Yes. So the researcher inside me found ways to really hone in and look into several modalities. I researched and I was already finding space to be in tune with my mind. And one of the things that I actually practiced was meditation. 
I was at work um, one day and I went to this coffee shop and this coffee shop has a bookstore and I asked, can you give me a recommendation of a book that I can, that can help me to clear my mind? And <laughs> the desperate feeling, right? Finding ways. And then, I, and then this lady gave me this book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. That book changed my life. That was 10 years ago. That book changed my life. And it started to helping me shut down my brain completely, but to relax. So my body is not at ease. With a disease that I have, the context of this ease, it's not at ease. It's not, it's on a constant survival instinct mode. So that first year I hone in really, how can I, how can I relax? And then also find the strength to grapple into bringing my body back into a neutral state. Hmm. Next year, it was my spiritual aspect. I connected with multiple shamanic practitioners. And I came to this conclusion that I'm so obsessed with personal development that I, I, I just took so many programs like Deepak Chopra's program to understand what does it feel like to connect with my abundant self because I feel like in lack I don't have control so I'm my energy is just leaking in different spaces to seek that sense of inner peace and the meditation is one of the safe places where I could be and observe my thoughts that help me to really open different portals of possibilities abundance energy and then I found my life coach on the third year of my recovery where she really opened my eyes to unpacking unlearning and healing the parts of me that are energetically blocked and emotionally blocked and I was piecing things about quantum consciousness at that time too anyway this is all like really full circle moment that I met her in a space where I'm ready to dive deep into my spirituality. So she recommended me to really go on a shadow work. So shadow work is a process where you're reclaiming parts of you that you felt ashamed, that Mm. you felt not good enough, that you felt unworthy of. And with with that aspect or realm of holistic healing, I also connected to my inner child. And all of this, I found that the root cause of my disease was the parts of me that was repressed emotionally as a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. I did not recognize what it fully means to see myself lovingly because I was constantly seeking outside of me what it means to be loved. I constantly please and the traumas that I've had, I bypassed them throughout the years growing up unconsciously, right? Because in a household where intentionality is not really seen as a norm or an emotional attunement is not really seen as a norm. It's more of like, no, emotion is a sign of weakness or you being Mm -hmm. vulnerable is a sign of weakness. So Mm -hmm. my coping mechanism was to show that I'm strong, even though I am breaking inside. That was my coping mechanism. It's the mask of my commitment to show everyone, no, I got this. I'm okay even though I'm not. So that in itself, I realized, wow, all I need is to really love myself unconditionally. It was so simple, yet the hardest thing to be, which is to love ourselves unbound 
in a way that it's not conditional, not because people says so, not because society says so, but it's with your unconventional being. Mm-hmm. And as I am learning about chakras, I found Louise Hay's work when she healed her cancer. And the profound thing about her is that she saw how our body keeps score and how our body knows what it needs and what it desires and how it can heal itself. So she healed her body through affirmation, through ways of loving herself too unconditionally. And she created this heal your body where every disease or every anxiety or misalignment, I call it misalignment, she creates like an affirmation for them. And I found Abram Hicks, which taught me how to master the emotions through Louise Hay, the emotional guidance skill where I, wow, it was the moment where I realized, oh my God, we have so much power that why, why are we identifying ourselves with our emotions and our thoughts? Mm. So the emotions is actually a signal to ourselves or to a place where we're going when we're not in tune or connected with love. It's like a radio station where, oh, I'm listening to hip hop, but I want to listen to R&B, right? So that was the part where, let me study this. Let me understand what it feels like to not be identified with what I feel, but more of like, I can choose what I want to feel at this moment and recalibrate if I want to. That was powerful. That helped me really regulate my nervous system and was able, it was a big catalyst for me to really come back to a normal range of my hormonal state. Mm. And that itself. And on that, I was manifesting, manifesting all these mentors. Last piece to my journey was Reiki. Energy, right? Emotion, emotional guidance scale, energy and motion, and energy. I was already learning about energetics. And whoa. Reiki is the last piece. You don't need anything. It doesn't require you to be spiritual or whatever. But Reiki is love. And oh my God, it's so in alignment to my journey. I am finding ways to love myself. And Reiki was the one. And this, my Reiki master back then, she came to me. So Reiki, I didn't look for Reiki. Reiki found me. She reached out to me. She reached out to me. I want to be on your podcast. And let me talk to you about what I do. And let me show you. And I listened to her and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been waiting or what I have been looking for in helping me and other people as well. You can heal your past, present, and future and help you realign and connect with that essence inside you. Mm. That was it. And then that was the start of me becoming a Reiki master. And throughout that journey, I was also certified to become a life coach because I was so passionate. What if I can help more people from what I've learned throughout this years, this past of course. Year? I was of course. Like, what am I going to do with all this knowledge? I was like, I started with family. I want to help more people. So I started with that and then just accepting free clients, hundreds of clients and doing Reiki. I was so fascinated. I've seen the unseen and seen realms of how this can absolutely someone connect with their loving essence and then throughout that year i'm also like really honing into the quantum consciousness i want to understand the mindset 
And that's where I got into hypnotherapy and different trans modalities along the way. Yeah. So which we're gonna get into. Yes. So I, I learned about neuro linguistic programming where we can plant seeds into our subconsciousness to bypass your thinking to feeling. Another one is breaking anchoring, you know, you're anchoring good memories instead of the functioning or the ones that's actually operating your consciousness, say the trauma that was trapping your body. We can break through that and then create a different anchor for you to feel and associate yourself in that resource or a memory so you can fully feel empowered and feel feel the body that feels like it's disconnected to your mind, body, and spirit. Right. So it's interesting. One of the things that um, was one of my ins for 2024, going back to like the in and out challenge, right, was stepping out of my trauma response and stepping into my conscious, aware response that I want to embody, that I am now embodying. And it reminds me of what you're talking about in choosing what you want to anchor, um, because there's certain things that are anchored in you just from your very existence from your childhood that just happen naturally, right? And I'm also in a parenting course right now where they're going through conscious parenting, gentle parenting, parenting with, um, instead of parenting over or parenting under, right? They're parenting, parenting with you. And Mm -hmm. it's so interesting to also recognize how many things that you think you're going to do different when you're older, um, now that you have the freedom and then you recognize how many things are, are actually still in you because they're anchored in you. So this work is so important to do um, at any stage of your life. Even if you think there's nothing there, just wait till a new experience gets presented to you. And there's so many things you're going to find that have been dormant that are there to work on. Um, Like I've noticed now as a parent, right? Just so many new things, Um, even engaging in, in a partnership, right? That that's, you know, true form of intimacy and vulnerability and being seen for all the things that you don't want to be seen. Um, so I love how your journey, like you just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. And because you were just so, um, I don't want to say like, not just, I don't want to say the word obsessed, but like so curious, that curiosity just kept deepening and evolving. And now you've accumulated all these different modalities that you help so many people and women with. Um, there was one part that you talked about when it came to loving yourself mm-hmm. unconditionally and giving yourself that love is the love that we seek from others. It's like the love that you seek from a mother, you know, like mm-hmm. love me for all I am, all that I am not, mm-hmm. for all that my being is. And mm-hmm. I think so often we forget that we have the power to give that to ourselves and it's the mm-hmm. greatest gift that we can give. So Let's start there because that is, I think, so hard for people to do. They don't even know where to begin in loving themselves. Like most women don't even know what that means besides bubble baths and girl time. Yeah. I appreciate you really highlighting that because I myself had the same experience. It was really challenging in the beginning. I want to be clear to to everyone that love is inherently within you. You are worthy. You are love. You are enough inherently. However, we have this core commitment 
growing up, we were shape-shifted or conditioned or preconceived notions, all of these perceptions and what it means to be love and how to give love. And the ways that we know how, the ways that we received it, it's not actually from us, but from the environment or from how we were raised. Me, it could be also from the things that we've seen growing up or what we were familiar with. So I call that the core commitment. The core commitments are the unconscious ways of us seeking what it means to be loved. Let's say, for example, when someone is overachieving or someone's overdoing, you know, like, I want to, I feel like it's not enough. I mean, I know I want to do and do. Let's say for a mom who's like, I feel like if I don't do enough or if I don't give enough for everyone around me or my kids, I feel like I'm not being enough for them. That in itself is like, ask yourself, the core essence, actually, the need or the love that you actually need is to hear that I am content. I am actually, I trust myself that I'm giving enough. It's so simple, but it's so layered with subconscious core belief systems that it's not making you see that you are enough, right? So this belief, so really ask yourself, what are my core commitments from the past that I'm familiar with, that I'm seeking unconsciously? It's making me not feel loved. Or what are the ways growing up that I feel loved? Or the ways, what are the things that I've done so far growing up for me to get that love? Right? We, they, we have this like love languages. Right? Some people are familiar with words of affirmation. Yeah. Some people are familiar with acts of service or physical touch. Really looking into that. What are the things that I was familiar with growing up where I feel mostly loved that I didn't receive or may have been overly doing to get it from my caretaker or from the people around me? I'll give an example for myself. I, I have to constantly be the perfect daughter to achieve all of the A's in school. So my mom would see me that I am good enough. So I overperform, I overachieve so she can see me I'm good enough. But actually all I want to hear is that you're doing such a great job. I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. And I remember that moment where I was doing yoga and I said that to myself. I'm so proud of you because I am overworking a pose. I'm so proud of you. And I felt the love in my heart. Just cry. It's just like the cry of like, I hear you. My inner child was hearing it. I hear you. Mm. I am so proud of you. So that I would want for someone to come to that space of us women, right? We carry all of that core commitments for us to show mm -hmm. and we unconsciously perform instead of being instead of resting to what we are actually capable of in sort right um one of my things that for me in my household it was a matter of expression and authentic expression so you know i didn't feel comfortable um expressing authentically because that meant i would be shamed or guilted or you know it, it didn't align with the 
um, response that I was looking for, right, from my caregivers. And Mm -hmm. I was, it was just, you know, wasn't, it just wasn't comfortable for me to express authentically. So that turns into a people pleaser later on in life, right? And so I had to myself peel back those layers and recognize, okay, where am I not being authentic in my life? Because ultimately I'm disappointing myself. And, you know, that becomes that displeasement in the body and a constant anxious nervous system. Um, So I know you are very in tune with authenticity and the frequency of authenticity and how that is the catalyst to be in so much of what we we talk about. So talk to me about why authenticity emits the highest frequency and the value in maintaining for our state of well-being. Thank you. That's a really good question. And being authentic is actually being liberated from any shackles, from any chains of you trying or overdoing or seeking outside of you. There was this Spain study that was conducted with 25 or 2,500 workers in a company that when they're being authentic, showing up in their workplace, they actually perform better. They actually create more connection in the environment that they are in, they're more motivated. Why? Because it's the highest frequency because you are just showing you being you. And when you're being you, there's that deep sense of groundedness that it's like, imagine a tree, the root is so solid on the ground that you are not shaken by the weather or the strong wind, but you're standing tall because you know who you are and you're being and you're just magnetizing your authentic essence inside you. As I've mentioned earlier, we have this core commitments, right? Those layers and layers of inauthentic parts of us that we thought it was us or that we identified as. It's actually not who we are, but it's what we were familiar or were raised to show, to perform, to be in order to get or receive love. But our core essence, which is our authentic self, is so rooted within, it's so available inside us that we can't see yet because of these layers, because of the lens that we're wearing. We're wearing the lens of the core commitments or the ego part of us who's conditioned to perform, to keep us safe, to keep us comfortable from a space where it's not going to show any growth or any opportunities for you to outlive that old version of you, but Mm -hmm. just stay in that so you can, you can be, or you can feel belong in a society. That's why it's so hard to be vulnerable because they will push you outside of the comfort zone, but being authentic, it honors your vulnerability. It honors your essence. And when you're vulnerable, Brene Brown has said that vulnerability creates that sense of belongingness. And Brene Brown has said this, when you're in your authentic essence, your imperfect essence becomes gifts of perfection. And your imperfection becomes your superpower. I used to not love my name because of the conditioning that I had, because it's like, oh, it's spelled differently. It doesn't look so common. Again, I'm not part of the society. But now that I realize it's so unique, I love my name. And it's so one in a million. 
why? Why would I hate it? It's because people says so. So now that yeah. I'm constantly living to that, it feels so free. The sense of freedom. Mm, it's so good because, you know, we all want what we don't have. And it's so rare to come across people that actually would say, you know something? I actually love my body or I actually really love my hair. Like I don't have a need to change it, cut it, color it, whatever. Or you know something? I actually really love my name. It's so rare to come across people that don't want anything different than what they already have and actually appreciating it in gratitude yeah. and that love for what they have and what they are. Um, which brings me to the basis of authenticity. We talked mm -hmm. about this in previous conversations leading up to the show was, you know, it comes down to either operating from love mm -hmm. or fear. Mm -hmm. There is no gray in between. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this topic. Uh, why love and fear? I mentioned earlier the ego. The ego is the one that's separating you, edging God out of you. So fear is usually false evidence appearing real in your reality. Why love? Love, God is love. And when you're in tune with love, and when you're in tune with your godliness inside you, your the spirit, your essence, your core authentic essence inside you. You're showing up with your higher self, the wisest part of you that's readily available inside you. It's so tapped in, turned on with your beingness. And when you're in fearful state, what does fear does? It inflicts a lot of false reality. It inflicts a lot of core beliefs or core commitments that you've had from the past. It's taking you away, that's stripping you away from being, from just you being you, accepting you wholeheartedly, you. And when you're in tune with love, love in itself shows a lot of infinite possibilities. You see things not in a good or a right way, but it's just seeking, is this serving my highest good or is this not? So that in itself is really a powerful concept of authenticity. Am I, this is the question that I always ask myself, how am I being authentic or am I not being authentic enough? When I'm not loving myself enough, I feel like I'm not being authentic. You're not choosing you. Yes. Yes. Because when you're not being you, you're performing for the person, but you're not performing for yourself. You're not showing up for yourself. I would put it that way in itself because it would really reek in your job. You would probably be overdoing or overpleasing in relationships. You would probably be attached easily because you want to be seen, you want to be loved. So you're overperforming, overdoing something, over seeking for the love. It will come back to the love because the way we operate in this realm of consciousness that everything was birthed into love. As a baby, we were love. So I just want to put into that context of how am I familiar in ways that I really truly see myself through the lens of love mm, and if i'm not showing up that way why where is this coming from what's what's mm. the fear what's the fear that's coming up for me yeah where is the fear where is that lack of love yeah right? if i show up this way i'm not going to receive this in return yeah when you are the one that gives that back to yourself always 
Yes. And I always tell myself this, like everything else outside of me, good or bad, is a cherry on top. Like don't even expect anything in return. Just show up as you because you're going to make yourself so damn happy and so damn proud and so magnetic and so amazing. And if other people resonate with that and it lands with them, great. It just comes right back to you even more so. And if not, and they're not ready to receive that, your tree still stands firm and grounded and rooted and it's growing even deeper day by day. Now, for those of us that are tuning in to that, um, I would say lower frequency that are in that fear state or things come up and let's say the wind has shaken us, it's affecting our limbs and our branches are now running skinny. What can we do to recalibrate ourselves back to love and that fullness, right? How can we then raise our frequency and shift that energy within us? Yes, that's a really good question. So I want to bring into this concept of body first, emotion, and then mind. Why body first? Because our body keeps score. Our body knows it's so intelligent. And our emotions is the language of our body. And our thoughts is the language of our brain. So what it basically does, the emotion translates into thoughts, and then thoughts is charged by emotions, which is energy in motions, and it becomes into reality. It's how we manifest things into life. If you view things right now, all of our thoughts are not even existing yet, but they're in the realm of our consciousness. There's so many thoughts that's happening all at the same time in quantum physics. But if we charge our thoughts with emotions, which is energy in motion, that in itself becomes our own reality. It physically manifests into our reality right now. Let's say worries, right? Worry is actually a manifestation that hasn't existed yet. So we we think about constant charging the worry uh, or thought consistently. Next thing you know, it's happening, even though it's it's not even real. So for somebody that says, I'm worried about this happening, or I'm worried about that happening, they're actually manifesting that worry. Yes. Yes. Because uh, if you think about worry, it's coming from a place of fear. And we're coming from a place of fear. The ego, what the ego will does, it would constantly inflict more and more evidence for you to believe that lie. So I would bring it to you in a state of what lies are we subscribing right now? And then check in with your body. Okay, what am I feeling right now? This is giving me charge of emotions. So check in with your body. Am I breathing? Am I, am I, am I listening to my heartbeat right now? Or am I constantly running away from my body? Meaning like, you know, you want to do something to avoid. So that's like our programming. Our brain usually programmed to avoid pain. So when you're in this misaligned state or feeling stress or feeling unconsciously having this anxiety or low frequency or low vibrational frequency, check in with your body. Okay, am I feeling my heartbeat? Where is the tension right now? And if you could just close your eyes and tune into that body part, it would tell you the language of it. What am I feeling? Acknowledge the feeling. What is the emotion that I'm emitting right now with this pain or this tension? Let's say in my heart space, do I feel sad? And sit in with that sad, that emotion. Because in emotional guidance scale, you don't jump from one low frequency to a high frequency. We go on to the next best feeling. Mm. 
And it's an opportunity for you to dissect that emotion. Okay, I'm sad. And then inquire, like ask, give quality attention to that emotion. Okay, where am I coming from right now? Is this from fear? Or am I coming from love? What what do I need? That's the time to really ask yourself, what do I need? Do I need to hear that I'm okay, I'm safe? What, what do I need to hear in order to feel love in this moment? What is my authentic core needs? Because right now, I am operating from a fearful state, which is my core commitment, which is my old self or old ways of thinking on how to show up. But let me go a little inch deeper to my emotion. What do I need? What do I need to feel love at this moment? Because I'm feeling fearful. Mm-hmm. And then really the wisdom of that, it would show up with your thoughts. It would come up to your thoughts. And your wisest self, which is your higher self and your authentic self, would come up and ground you and recalibrate from that. So that I wanted to bring in that in this conscious way of recognizing, feeling, tuning in. And then there's also other practical ways for that. But I will give you that first because you want to feel the emotion, not bypass them. Because emotions are temporary. Emotions are not who you are. It's mm-hmm. just a signal that you're not feeling in love or in tune with your authentic core at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it um, just brought to my mind when you said to not bypass the feeling, which it's so easy to go right into like, what's the silver lining out of this or like the flip side or what's the positive takeaway and toxic positivity can enter the room and, or like spiritual bypass, if you will. Can you talk a little bit about that for our our listeners? Cause I've even experienced that. I'm always about like the silver lining in the moment, right. To make things better and okay, but better and okay for me so that I'm not a not okay. However, that's also a way not to feel the feelings. So that was really good. Really good, good awareness that you brought that because our, we were deemed, well, vulnerability first, it was deemed to be what? Weakness, right? It was deemed to be as a sign of weakness or somehow being vulnerable with your emotions sign that, oh, you're not in control. But the truth is the power is in actually changing or calibrating with your emotion. It's actually, that's where you're telling yourself, no, I'm in control of my emotion. It's not that it's going to stay here for a while, but it's actually me checking in deeply, being present with the emotion. Because if you bypass this emotion, what's going to happen is that your body's going to keep score. It will be repressed. The emotion's going to get stored in your body. And as well, you feel like, oh my God, I have shoulder pain or I have headache. (laughs) It's like somebody would feel like I have back pain. Why? Because we keep avoiding to process the energy. Again, emotions and energy in motion. The energy that is emanating through you that wants you to calibrate, to switch, right? To just move that metrics of emotion towards back to your loving, authentic state. That's why it's so important. Positivity and spirituality doesn't mean that you have to be always on the high, high. But it's actually learning how to be fluid and flow with the ebbs and flow of the energy. Because you're not, you're not 
you're not basically one emotion. You can explore the levels of your receptivity to the frequency that you're emanating. the The intention is to welcome the emotion, not seeing them good or bad, but actually seeing them as, oh, with an enthusiasm. Oh, I'm feeling sad right now. It means I'm up level. There's no other way but to go up when you're right. feeling that. <laughs> So, yeah, I did hear from a monk once that the purpose isn't to be in that high, high frequency all the time. And obviously want to be in a low frequency either. It's to be somewhere around the middle so you can maintain that balance. And as humans, that's what we're here to do is to feel the full range of emotions. And like you said, go with the ebbs and flows. Like there is nothing wrong with you if today you're feeling a little lower and tomorrow is going to be a higher day for you because maybe there's activities that are putting you in that energy space, right? Um, like I know when there's momentum, I feel at my best. My energy shows up for that momentum in the best way possible. In days when there's no momentum, it's like, eh. <laughs> but there's beauty in those days as well. Um, so let's dive into how we can deliberately be the creator of our lives mm. through harmonizing all of these things that we've been talking about here. Mm. I learned this statement from Abram Hicks because she really emphasized the power of our emotional attunement, our ways of being in tapping in to feeling good, tapping in to our birthright, which is joy. And I have that statement on my, on my board, like your birthright is to live to the fullest joy of your being. So we, we have this emotional guidance over Top one is basically appreciation, gratitude, authenticity, joy, and love. So when you're tuning into that emotion, one has to become fully aware to what it feels to be in the low frequency. So what she explained is that we have contrast. Contrast is basically the opposite or the opposite of our desire. And our desires is our authentic core essence. Like I mentioned earlier, we have core commitments. We have this unconscious layers of perception of what we actually need, but it's actually the inauthentic part of us that's operating here. But our core essence is the loving one. It's the appreciated one. It's the joyous one. It's actually the place where we can create deliberately. So why emotion is important? Being in tune with your emotion helps you to align yourself from a space where you are inside the vortex of your desires. The vortex of your desires are your authentic essence, where you magnetize things or physical, material, emotion, abundance, or energetic relationships from that state. Have you ever recalled this, a time and space where I achieved my goal, but I still feel happy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So some people manifest, let's say, but they manifest from a place of lack or scarcity. Right. Some people are driven with like, I want to have this X, Y, Z amount of money because I don't have it. And then once they got it, it actually wasn't sustained, but it's disappeared and they feel sad again. 
But when you come from a place of authentic essence, love and appreciation, you are in the vortex of creation. You are constantly magnetizing naturally your desires that you, you're so self-aware, so in tune with it that you can really create it in your reality instantly without you even noticing. Like yesterday, I was walking. I was just appreciating. I was on my rampage appreciation walk. And I was like, hmm, I actually wanted a probably like a mate walking. Maybe I should go in a coffee shop. And I went on a coffee shop. And then someone bought me a matcha latte for free. <laughs> yes. I love that. That's, That's so sweet. I didn't know who. I was like, oh, someone bought your, your drink already. What? Who? Oh, they left already. Wow. And just really deliberately creating. You are the deliberate creator of your own reality. We were conditioned that, oh, in order to have what you want, you have to do and do instead of being. But the truth is, you have to be that love, be that appreciation, be that conscious, aware, authentic self to do the things that you desire. And naturally, you can have them. We are constantly doing and doing, but we forget we are so in control of our reality. What frequency are you doing from? Because that's what you're going to attract. It goes yeah. back to that radio frequency. When we first started chatting, it's like, so if you're doing out of a certain frequency in the radio station that you're tuned in from and you're operating from that station, that's what you're going to get more of that. And it's going to bounce off the other signals that are just not going to be drawn to you because they don't resonate with you, unfortunately, or they will. And they're going to be super drawn to you, but it might not be what you want in return. So it's like mm -hmm. set the foundation of which frequency you always want to return back to as your new core commitment. Yes, 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 yes. I really emphasize our frequency that it is temporary it's not who you are you can always shape shift your emotions at any time in a day so i have this like process with my clients that I create with them so i call this rain rain process where you recognize are you operating from a fearful state or are you recognizing or are you operating from a loving state right so the thought process would be Am I tuning into my ego, which is the one that's like operating from the core beliefs, right? The core commitments that we've had condition, or am I operating from my higher self or my loving authentic self, which is the wisest part of you who knows what you truly desire. And then coming to the A, which is the acknowledgement. Okay. If I'm coming from a fearful state, what is that fear? What can I acknowledge at this moment? What can I accept? Am I fearful of rejection? Am I fearful of not being good enough? And just really coming to that awareness of what is happening in front of you in this reality. What thought am I actually in? So acknowledging that. And then I, which is to investigate, inquire, give an interview to yourself, like give a self-talk, self-check in, right? Just check in with yourself. Okay, where is this coming from? Who told me that I'm not good enough? Who told me that I'm not worthy? 
huh? Who told me? Right? Usually it would be us, right? <laughs> so it's just that state of awareness and coming to an acceptance state where you will bring in compassion energy. And then N is nurturing. That's where you recalibrate to the frequency that you wanted. The next best feeling to feel love. If I'm operating from fear, there's no other way but to feel love. Let me go into my tools. If you have already the tools there, if you love grounding yourself, I'm going to go for a walk real quick to just transmute this energy on the earth barefoot. Or I'm going to go meditate real quick just to clear my mind. Oh, let me take a step back and breathe for five seconds real mm. quick and just tune into my heartbeat. Let me nurture my essence. Let me listen. What do I really want right now? Let me spoil myself real quick. Do I need to fill my cup up if I'm already burning out of giving and giving? Oh, maybe I need to go to a float or have a haircut or just do my nails real quick. Just to really create that space that I am worthy of love. Mm. And I am in a fearful state. Let me recognize that. I'm going to take a step back and recalibrate and shape shift my reality because I am the creator. Life is happening by me and I'm choosing the next best feeling to feel good, to feel love and to be tapped in and turn back on again to that frequency that I am emanating, which is authenticity, gratitude, love and joy. Mm so powerful. <laughs> you said something that really stood out to me and that was to transmute the energy, right? Let's let's say going for a walk and transmuting it to the earth and reminded me how, you know, even most recently in my own home, right? Things that we experience is recognizing that you have the capability to to decide what energy you want to feed. Do you want to feed the fear or do you want to feed the love? You have the power to, you know, starve one and feed the other. And then eventually the others, what's going to be then filled in the room is going to then transfer and transmute. So that was really powerful. It reminded me of yeah. that practice. You mentioned really a good point about what do we feed, right? We're so conditioned to just consume, consume things unconsciously. What are the words that we unconsciously consume the movies the music the news in the tv right what are what are these things that we unconsciously gravitate towards to that we feed ourselves because everything is energy if i'll put it this way everything is energy i don't have a tv i gave it to my dad <laughs> to be honest because i feel like it's not serving me so why why would i want a tv and yeah i gave it to my dad my dad my dad loves watching tv but i'm gonna bring into everyone that when you become intentional you become this version of you harnessing quality energy so love i would put it as living over valued energy so if you value your love to yourself you create a space for you intentionally to consume valuable energies around you through you and transmuting that earth is the best transmutator of energy. Why do we love plants in our home? To balance that energy inside a concrete home, right? Because earth brings a lot of energy to ground you when you're inside a concrete home. So brings that flow of energy through you. So really being intentional because energy 
is louder than words, than people's way of their personality, but the energy speaks itself a lot. It sure does. If someone wanted to get started in deepening their understanding, going on a spiritual journey, or even healing their body, I know it's hard to pick one, right? But what would you say is a great place or modality for someone to start with? I would say for someone who's really open to just really try, I'll go with Reiki for now. Because Reiki doesn't require you to do anything. It just have you lay there or be in a meditative state and then experience the journey with your spirit. It would really bring you to a state of inner peace and oneness with your being. Reiki creates a lot of spaciousness for you to feel the different spectrum of what you are tuning in, negative energies or low frequency. Reiki elevates your space of oneness with the high frequency, which is the spirit that's ever evolving. And Reiki takes you to that loving essence. It's so light that when you come out of it, it's like a pure energetic massage. It would open your heart more to loving you because you just experienced in one session what it feels like to be at Wow. Okay. I actually have never had a Reiki session done. So now you've completely like have educated me. I'm very much excited to go book a Reiki session and I wish you lived closer. We would do that. Um, To close us out here, Gray, I would love for you to share with our listeners. You know, our show is called Elevate Your Life. We're all tuning in and, and learning different ways to do that. What would be uh, <laughs> well, I'm sure it's hard to pick, of course, but you know, what does elevating your life mean to you? I know we've been dancing around it here in the conversation, but to you, I'd love to hear what does elevating your life mean to you? Mm-hmm. I've had this mission with you and I shared it with you that I'm in a mission to elevate the collective's consciousness. So for me, elevated life means is that you're not better than anybody else, but you're more of bringing everyone else with you into this space of God's expression through you, the love, the love that is so thirsty, that is so hungry for you to feel inside you. And when you're tapped in, turn on and tune into your authentic core, loving self, it brings about everyone around you and you create that collective consciousness shift around you become a ripple effect for everyone else you being you grounded to who you are in a loving state gives a taste of life to people who are also craving in this realm of consciousness and you being you is a gift because it's such a refreshing state you being you authentically you it's like wow i want to be just me just me being me like that That in itself, you're elevating someone in front of you for them to accept the full of their being. They just needed someone to see an elevated one embodying it. Mm. Wow. Wow. 
That is so good. Um, Gray, where can our listeners find you, follow you in your journey? You also have a podcast. I want you to share the name so we can add that in the show notes as well. And of course, the ways that our community can work with you. First of all, thank you so much, Eliana, for having me. It was such a powerful conversation. And it's a joy and honor to really share this space with women like you who have the same mindset, same goals, same. It's so pure and I love it. It's so authentic. And for anyone who wants to follow me, you can follow me at Holly Cray, H-O-L-I-K-H-R-E-Y. And I also have a podcast, which I call Holly Cray Podcast, Your Dose of Holistic Healing. And yeah, you can hear a lot of my mentors and people that I look up to and their their stories and some of the modalities that I actually do and some of the downloads, intuitive downloads that I've had that would most likely give you a little nudge to love yourself and each deeper and be authentically to just show up authentically as who you are. And you can also, if you want to dive deep and work with me, I'd love to connect with you and you can book a connection call, which is on my website as well. Um, I'll definitely give that to Eliana and it's a free connection call. So we can see if we both match energetically in this work together. And yeah, I'm excited to connect with the community. Thank you so much for having me amazing yes and if you loved hearing her voice like i did i would definitely tune into her podcast to hear more of it thank you so much thank you thank you so much for joining us on the elevate your life podcast i hope it gave you exactly what you were looking for this show brings me so much joy and i'm so happy to have this space for these amazing conversations and guests To support the show, please rate and review and share it with your loved ones. If you want to be reminded of new episodes, click the subscribe button on your preferred podcast or video player. You can sign up for my newsletter in the show notes below to receive my favorites and updates. Till next week, you guys find us on Instagram and tag us wherever you are listening at Elevate with Eliana. Sending you so much love and remember, you got this.